Coming up on this episode of the Duke Tip Podcast, we'll talk about digging for sand crabs, celebrity toilets, the benefits of meditation, and teething puppies. Hi, I'm Tracy. She's Katie. And he's Michael. We're all colleagues at Duke Tip, the talent identification program. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to challenging gifted students, inspiring them to take pride in their abilities, and fostering their educational, social, and emotional development. That's Duke Tip, and this is the Duke Tip Podcast. We talk about motivating academically talented students, following through on your passions, and learning to love learning. We'll talk to educators, guidance counselors, admissions officers, scientists, authors, artists, entrepreneurs, journalists, and anyone else who might have something to say to the parents and teachers of academically talented students and to the students themselves. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Duke Tip Podcast. I'm Tracy, and I'm in the studio this time with Katie. Katie, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. The grand recognition ceremony was a smashing success, and so now we're all just sort of getting ready for the rest of the year, especially the upcoming summer. We're still on the hunt for Michael, who's missing uh, this time in the studio, but we hope to see him next time, if he exists. Does Michael exist? I'm very excited to introduce our guests for this episode. Our guests are Skyla Woodard and April Bonds. Skyla is a very talented 10-year-old actor and singer and will be starring as Mary Lennox in Raleigh Theater's production of The Secret Garden this August 15th through the 20th. She's also an active participant in Duke Tips 4th through 6th grade talent search. She's taken part in a number of TIP programs, including Academic Adventures, E-Investigators, and for the first time this summer, Crisis. April is a real estate agent, and very importantly, Skyla's mom. Skyla, April, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the Duke Tip Podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so we'll talk to April and Skyla about being an academically talented child and parenting an academically ta- talented child a little bit later. But first, oh, you know what I learned? All I learned was we know nothing. And I learned it from watching you. Oh, you know what I learned is the segment where we describe the single most fascinating thing we've each learned recently. Katie, would you like to go first? Sure, um, especially since what I learned was sort of inspired by the grand recognition ceremony. I noticed that day that there was a handful of kids that came into the ceremony reading books as they walked. And then after they sat down, they opened up a book and they read it while there. And that reminded me of when I was a kid and I would do the same thing. I'd walk down the sidewalk, across neighbors' lawns, into ponds, into trees, because I loved the book I was reading so much. So when I got home that night, I saw on my shelf a book called London by a man named Edward Rutherford. And I thought, I'm exhausted. I'll just try to read a little. And I fell in love with the book. And the book is historical fiction. So what I learned this past month was that I love historical fiction because you get to learn about families through the generations and it's all fictional, but it's set against a true backdrop of historical events. So you get to learn a lot about the everyday life. The book I'm reading is called London, but when I'm done with that, apparently he's got books on Ireland and about six other countries. So I should be busy for the next 20 years. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a, a young woman that I went to junior high with who would take her book, her very thick fantasy books, uh, and run with them around the track. I still have this image in my mind of her running with head down and she would somehow just not, cr- not crash into anybody or anything. She had a skill. Uh, but that's what I think about when I think of gifted kids who can't put a book down. I just go back to 
this girl that I went to middle school with who just was super dedicated. Wow, I hope she has a treadmill now. That sounds dangerous when you're middle-aged. I know. We have audiobooks now. You don't have to live like that. But. <laughs> so we also want to give our guest a chance to share. April, Skyla, what have you guys learned lately? I'll start. I think this is April, and I am a realtor by day, but I'm also training to be a life skills coach through the Integrative Wellness Academy. And through the training, um, you know, we learn before we can help anyone else, you know, as a life skills coach, we have to help ourselves. Uh, so you, you, you kind of get to um, learn about perspectives and how different people have different perspectives. And the reason why everyone has a different perspective is because they have different, a different past. They have different experiences. And if you can sit back and understand that concept that that person disagrees or has a different opinion, because they have a different background, because they have a different past, because they've been through different experiences, then you can agree to disagree. I mean, for me, it was a it was an aha moment. I guess you could say that um, it helped me, and I can help someone else. Right. Very neat. How about you, Skyla? Okay, so totally different subject here. <laughs> um, so I went to the beach this weekend, and I went with my dad, and he we went on the shore and he asked do you want to find some sand crabs I said oh sure <laughs> and we went on the beach and we dug a little hole he said dig a small hole and when the water comes let it fill in the hole and then let the water recede and dig as far down as you can when I dug as far down as I possibly could I found this little tiny sand crab squirming around. And he said that since it was so cold that you would only see like one or two, but when it gets really hot, that you would see like five of them at a time. And I thought that was really cool to know how to find sand crabs. Yeah, you're like a sand crab whisperer. That's pretty that's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now you know. Right. I think this is good knowledge for the beginning of the summer that you spread to other kids who will now know. <laughs> uh, so I can share what I learned. I learned, um, you know, this, uh, I guess the last like five or 10 years, I feel like there's been such a rise in information about what we eat. So I'm pretty nutrition conscious. And I, I realized this is today, actually, that not all cheese is vegetarian, which it sounds sort of straightforward. Like I know that dairy based animal dairy based cheese is is obviously not vegan because it's an animal byproduct, but I didn't realize that actually some cheeses are, are considered technically not vegetarian because they are produced using rennet, which is a, a complex enzyme that's found mm. in animals' stomachs. So you actually have to harvest it from an animal in order to make that cheese. So that's not just like dairy where you just take the milk, but the animal lives a happy life afterwards. It's, it's actually they have to use the animal part to make this cheese. And it's like old world and European, like all the really like yummy ones like <laughs> Parmesan Reggiano and Gruyere and all these ones. So I, yeah, there's like a whole list. Yeah. That you of uh, Katie's shaking her head. Cause I think she likes cheese. Yeah. Tracy just listed all my favorite cheeses. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think uh, Manchego is on the list. Yeah. Oh, there's, no. uh, there's these cheese. So if you are, you know, a vegetarian, if one is a vegetarian for ethical reasons, there are cheeses that you would have to cut out. So that's something I learned. Hmm. Who knew? All right. So I think we should move on to tell me more. You look like you want to tell me something. Tell me something true. I have so much to learn from you. Tell me more. 
This is the part of the show where we delve into our guests' area of expertise. This summer, Skyla is starring in a big musical production and attending Duke Tip Crisis, so suffice it to say that you guys have a very busy summer ahead of you. Skyla, what part of it are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to being on stage and kind of interacting with the audience as well as singing and acting at all the same time. But I want to see everybody's faces when I come out on stage and do my thing. Do you get thrown off if you look out and you make eye contact with somebody? Well, it's... No. Oh, I, that's good. Yeah. That's you're better than me. I just I can't look people in the eye. I have to look like over their heads. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skyla, one of the things that we like to tell the students and tip is that they need to take risks in order to grow and push themselves. But if you're taking a risk, sometimes you have to do something even if you're feeling a little bit scared. So I'm kind of interested in whether you ever feel scared when you go out on stage. And if you do, how do you get beyond that? And how do you think that affects your performance? Yeah, I think it's kind of important to be a little nervous when you go on stage because, like, you need to, you want to get over that fear and you want to determine yourself to do what you need to do. And when you, when I go out on stage, I say, Skyla, you can do this. Just (laughs) act like they're not there. And when I get on stage, I act like nobody's there, and I just sing my heart out or act my heart out or do whatever I can to do what I need to. So is it, how did you get into this production, and are you in rehearsal now? So I got into this production because my mom saw that they were um, holding auditions. So I went in, and he said, okay. He was, the director was really nice. And he said, okay, now, what's your song and how old are you? And I said, I'm 10 years old, and the song I'll be singing is Tuck Everlasting. And it's a beautiful song about this girl. And she um, she finds this boy, and he has this fountain, and it's like a fountain of youth. So he'll stay the same age forever. But she has her family, so she has two ways to go. Either go with this boy or go with her family. She ends up going with her family, of course, and dying in the end, but um, the boy um, goes and um, goes to her grave and everything. So I sang that song, and he said, I love the song, and um, he said, I loved how you showed the acting, and I loved how you showed the emotion and how this girl felt, and I really felt that. So um, my mom told me, she, she said, okay, you got called back. I said, okay, cool. And so we went there the next time, and there was one girl and then a boy, right? So I went in, and the casting director was there at the time. And he he said, okay. He gave me, um, earlier he emailed this song. It's called A Girl I Mean To Be. It's from the production. And I sang, and... He said, okay, that was wonderful. Now sing it while you're folding this blanket. And I did it, and he said, that was great. And he said, so he gave me two scripts, and he said, which one do you want to do? And I said, I want to do this one with Martha. And she, and he said, everybody wants to do this one with Martha, because the one with Martha just happened to be like a demanding, a demanding one. And the one with Archibald was kind of a 
timid and scared emotion. So I did that one, and she said, and he, and he said, so try and walk around, and you don't have to be as polite to Martha because she's like your she's your servant supposedly, and so you don't have to make direct eye contact. And I was making direct eye contact before he said that. I was just like looking at him and like, hey, are you my servant? Like, mm. <laughs> and he was like, okay, you can look around and do whatever. So I did that. And next thing I know, my mom tells me she she picks me up from school, and she says, okay, Scott, I have bad news, right? She has the phone in her hand. And she pulls up the email. I look at the email. And I said, and I read the top, the little paragraph at the top, and it said. We are excited to congratulate you on the role of Mary Lennox. And I started, I burst out crying because, like, I have auditioned for so many different things and I haven't got them. And this was, like, the first time ever that I've got something big like this. And, like, I called everybody. I called my, like, five of my aunts. <laughs> I called, like, my baby cousin. I called my other cousins. I called my dad. I called... Everybody you could imagine, and I was so happy when I heard that. <laughs> so you knew Secret Garden, you knew the story, and you yeah, because my mom she she was like, okay, so we got to prep you for this audition. We all, she we always do this prepping thing. We find the um not the they normally don't have the Broadway one like Voodoo. They normally don't have like the Broadway original version, <laughs> but <laughs> they normally have um like the movie movie. And we watched the movie like two times before the audition. And I was so familiar with this girl because her parents died in the movie died from an earthquake. And she was the only survivor. And she and like all the girls, all the um, orphans taunted her and everything. And they were just like, Mary Lennox, she didn't even shed a tear when her parents died. And like they, she was just always, she never smiled until this one boy, his name is Colin, he was his cousin. And... And he completely changed her life because he was paralyzed. He was thought he was sick when he only needed some encouragement. So she opened his windows because he was like, the pores will get in my skin and I will just be dead. And she was just <laughs> like, okay, no, let's open these doors and see what happens. So he just started screaming and he had a tantrum, like a humongous tantrum, and he just like started crying and everything. So the maid Martha had to come in and like control him and everything. And in the end, um, she took him outside to the garden. She convinced him to go outside to the secret garden that she found. And she, so there was this older man, and he was like, "Oh, are you the crippled dude?" And he was like, uh, "I can stand up. I can walk and stuff." So. He was so determined that he slowly stood up with um, the help of Mary. And he stood up with the help of his wheelchair. But he finally stood up. And from then on, he was walking in the garden. And his dad, Archibald, was, he never, Colin never got to see his dad. So Mary was like, okay, what if your dad saw you walking? What if you surprised him? And that's how she ended up smiling in the end. That one happy smile when she finally knew that she had a family. And I think that is a wonderful story. And I just 
love it. <laughs> that is the best synopsis ever of yes. The Secret Garden. I hope everybody listening will go out and buy a copy of that yes. book and read the whole thing now. What is the poor author's name? Let's not forget her. What's the author's name? Look it up. Someone quick um, Google. The Secret Garden. Yeah, I don't have the author's name in front of me. By the end of this podcast, we will let you know what book to read. And how can people get tickets to see you perform? Yes. Yeah, so um, what tickets on? Yep. Mm-hmm. They can go to Theater Raleigh's website. Theater Raleigh, mm-hmm. okay. Theater Raleigh's oh, Progress Energy Center. Okay. And then when you go and get your tickets, if you call, you could just be like, I'm here for Skyla. Just make sure <laughs> that we name drop you. Yes. Um, it looks like The Secret Garden is written by Frances Hodgson Burnett in 1911. Cool. Quick, a quick Wikipedia search has given us this information. <laughs> well, thank you, Skyla, for that synopsis and no also problem. for talking about your process and how the experience of getting getting cast is so huge. Yeah. You said something about uh, your mom had said there was some bad news. Was that a trick? Yes, because like wow. she was April. just like she she was she oh. had no facial expression. She was like, "I have some bad news, Skyla." And, oh wow! And I was like, I was like, "Oh God, what is this?" Am that that I was my little acting debut. That was your acting debut. Yes. Hey, I was a biology major, so I just had to get my little acting into. And afterwards, I was like, "Wait, what, Mom?" And she was like, "I'm sorry, I just want to see your reaction." Oh, well, well done to both of you. Yeah, well both done. of you. Honestly, um, so is there a mother-daughter role that we can look forward to? That would be that oh, would be no. great. Can uh, we? I'm no actress. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no actress. <laughs> well, uh, April Skyla. Oh, another one. The second good news. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. After that. So after that, there's more good news. Yes. So I um I have my first. I had my first TV role. Yeah. And um. And so we went to the audition, and my mom, she had to pick me up from school. She was like, okay, Skylar, I'm picking you up from She didn't even tell me because, like, they had just emailed her, like, at 11 that morning after I went to school. So I was like, when they called me downstairs, they were like, Skylar, would to the front office back and ready, please? And I said, what the? Because <laughs> my mom normally tells me, she's like, okay, I'm picking you up for the orthodontist, or I'm picking you up for an audition. But I was like... What what's happening? And she was like, "Okay, you have an audition in Virginia. It's time to go." And I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, let's go. Let's go." And I just and she said, "Okay. So I need you to cry." And I said, "Oh, oh you, you want me to cry?" I said. She said, "Yes, cry." I said, "Okay. Let me practice." And I just started crying. And she was like, "Okay, good. Now just try a couple hours later and see what you do." So I went in the audition room and I did my thing and I came out. And I said, Mom, I think I nailed it. I think I got it. Yeah. And and they came out and they said, okay. So they did all the girls. I was like the second one to go. They did all eight girls. And they said, they said, Skyla, you got the part. And like, when they said my name, I said, are they eliminating us first? Or like, and then saying, I was like, what? And like, inside, I was screaming my heart out. And I was trying to conceal it. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so excited. You tried to act normal? <laughs> yes. And inside, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I got in. A, so I was, like, shaking the director's hand. I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Yes. So, okay. So, 
So the um, show is called Turn Washington Spies. It's in um, George Washington's era and Alexander Hamilton and all that era. And you should watch it like the first two seasons are on Netflix. And then I'm in the fourth season, and the season starts um, June 17th. Did I get that right? Yes. June 17th and on AMC, same channel as The Walking Dead. And <laughs> and I'm in the season finale. I'm in the last episode of the season. So, oh so you gosh. filmed it already. Yes. Oh, how exciting. So, like, the day after, they, they so they were like, okay, we got to fit you today. And we were, like, there getting all the hotel information to, like, 11 o'clock that night. And... We were there for like five hours, six hours. And um, so the next day, they're like, okay, we're filming the next day. I said, what? So they just added those two scenes. They just added them. They're like, okay, I need a girl. Let's go. Auditions now. To film tomorrow. Let's go. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was kind of just like a um, uh, sit down and go, just do it <laughs> type thing. It was amazing. Was it fun? Did yes. you have a lot of fun with the cameras on I you? I did. It did was... people pout at your face so you didn't shine? Or... Actually, no, <laughs> not really. Um, they're just like, the cameras were right there. And yes, I had my own trailer. What? Which I wasn't thinking. I was like, okay, so like. Did so have your I name on this... the door and everything? So, well, oh, they my called gosh. me the nine-year-old girl. That was on the door? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's... next time, Skyler. Yeah, she yeah. was the nine-year-old the, girl. Yeah, the nine-year-old girl. Yes. So when I got there, I was just like, okay, oh. There, there's breakfast. There's a tent over there. I'm probably gonna sit in there. And and then this guy, he said, he said, oh, are you Skyla? I said, yes, I'm Skyla. And he said, he said, oh, you're more important than than over. Here. Come on, come on, come on. Oh over my here. goodness. I said, I said, what? What? And my mom, she said, okay, let's go. And like, come to find out, I saw a nine year old girl up there. I said, that's my title. That's my title. Do I get a dressing room or something? So I went in there, and I thought I was gonna have to use a nasty porta potty. Hmm. But come to find out, I had a toilet that flushed. Your own I toilet. I was so happy. <laughs> That's how you know you've arrived, really. When you don't right. have to share a toilet with somebody. Right. I was just like, yes! got a picture of me holding the bathroom door open and exhibiting the toilet. I was, oh my God. <laughs> I was so happy that I had my own toilet. So. Have a it word was, with the executive director. We deserve our own too. We are on this podcast toilet. every month. I would exhibit it to anybody who, <laughs> making sure you couldn't use it. Of course, you could I was see so it. Happy. But, I was like, so, what did you do in there? Like, did you so, use that? Did you have to? Yeah. Come what, to find out, I had a TV too. But like, hmm. <laughs> I ended up going to sleep. Had a shower. Had some shower. Mm, I had a shower, a bathroom. I had a sofa. I had my own little director chair thingy. I was like. I can't so, wait to see the show. We'll put in, if people come to the website where the podcast is hosted, we'll put in exactly when that episode's right, going to yeah. air so people can see you. Mm-hmm. So what did you, so you did, you did that time you drove up that night. Did you, and you left school early. Did you have to make up schoolwork? Did you do that in the trailer? Yeah. Or how did uh, well, you? I made up schoolwork. It was, um, so I went, my teachers are great with working with me and I just went to school and they were like, okay, here's just, there was just like a packet or two and they're like, okay, here's, um, the work that you missed yesterday and the day before. I said, okay, cool. And that night they were like, they were really gracious about when I was going to 
um, turn it in or whatever, and they were just like, okay, turn it in as fa as ASAP. And I said, okay, cool. Normally, like, I was expecting them to be like, okay, I need this tomorrow, I need this one two days from now, or whenever, but they were just like, okay, turn it in as soon as you can. High school's very supportive okay. of, um, you know, extracurricular outside of academics as well, as long as, you know, they know and get a note. And they, yeah. So it's not, so then it's not too hard to make up. No, it's not, okay. it's not that hard. Okay. Yeah, as long as I haven't missed, like, an entire week, because then it's like, oh, I got to do this stack of paper. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, a part of, of, I bet you, why they're so good with you is because you do good work, right? Like, it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. to be flexible with a kid who's doing their work and is, you know, gifted like you are, doing work well. So it's probably all that other stuff that you're investing in when you're not in your trailer, (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> that helps it and makes it easier for your teachers to do that so that's great yeah and sometimes when i see that stack of papers i'm like sometimes i'm like really happy i'm like yeah stack of papers let's do this but as soon as i open that first page it's like whoa that is really deep <laughs> <laughs> that's, a lot of, that's a lot of papers y'all right, out there um, whoa I thought this was gonna be a piece of cake <laughs> and then she finished it so quickly that yeah. you know still yes. has time to try to watch TV and so it's, it's nothing for her so but yeah she's good um, good <laughs> in track out I used to put her in theater just the you know, have something to do during the weeks she was, she, she was out of school. So she definitely, I wanted her to be not shy and confident, but always humble. And, you know, so I think that kind of helped her being in theater doing track out. Um, and me not knowing that she would end up liking it. I just, uh, you, has to, you, you need to go somewhere. So I put her somewhere. <laughs> like, so end up putting her in theater and come to find out my child can sing. <laughs> Come to find out my child can dance. Come to find out my child can act. But when I first started putting her in theater at two, three, I had no idea she had the talent. Um, so, but it, I believe it helped mold her. Where do you think she got her confidence from? Was she born that way or did she learn it from you? How young was she when you saw that? I definitely think it came from a lot of, we watched a lot of, motivational speakers online. I've always been that person myself that um, listened to um, motivational uh, videos. I mean, from it could be from Barbara Streisand. It could be from Denzel Washington. It could be from Steve Jobs. And if I was watching it, my little one-year-old as a single mom, my child was watching it with me. And that gave her, I believe, it was instilled in her. I mean, because they are what they're around. I believe kids are what what their environment um, is. And, you know, she's been around her mom most of the time. So for years and, you know, it's what you get. And, you know, and I didn't have that much confidence as a child. But I've gained that confidence during college and as an adult. And I wanted to make sure my child was confident, yet humble and kind. So... I hope I've done well. <laughs> I think so. Um, you know, it's interesting you said that because I, you know, I was raised by a single mom as well, and I was an only child. And I do think that um, you do you have siblings, Skyla? No, I'm an only child. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something special about that because you really form a, a like a really tight bond, don't you? When you're around your mom, and it's just the two of you. And and I do think that I was in a position to have more. Um, 
not necessarily adult in terms of like content, but just more adult conversations because it was just the two of us hanging out. There's some yep. nodding heads in the room. Like, Definitely. So I was, I was uh, articulating myself at a pretty high level earlier than I think other kids who had, you know, younger siblings, you know, there just wasn't um, a lot of time to be talking any other way. We had to be a team, right? So you have to sort of communicate and learn how to speak up for yourself when you're a single, you know, you're the child of a single parent. I don't know. Katie, is that your experience too? Oh yeah. I have one daughter and I was a single mom as well. And she definitely could hold an adult conversation by age three, I would say. (laughs) But you know, one of the things I'm interested in, and this really is a question for both of you, is you talked about the difference in your confidence as a child versus Skyla's awesome confidence. And we all want something better for our children, right? And we all want to support them and, and, and help them along the way. But where do you draw that line between the things that you want for your child and what you see emerging that your child wants for themselves? Mm. What sort of clues do you look for? What kind of situations tip you off? I think definitely um, Skylar is very vocal um, and making sure your child is vocal and paying attention to the, maybe even a non-vocal, the subtle, the subtle hints um, that she gives. So like I said, I was, I put her in these track out camps, you know, sometimes they were theater, sometimes they were art. She would come up. I don't like art. You know, she was like, I can't draw. I don't want to draw. So I put her in swimming, you know, I, I just, you know, and I believed in as a child, you, you know, they don't really know. And I don't know. So I put them in a lot and let her experience it. Let her figure it out. Then when she gets older, say around now, nine, ten, now she 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 tells me she knows because she's done it. Right. She's done the horseback riding. She's done the tennis. She's done the archery. You know, it's like now she's like, okay, this is what I want to do. But as children, they don't know. So and if they don't experience it, this is my belief now, my opinion, then they won't find out. Right. You know, and they could actually be amazing at it and love it and passionate about it and help somebody else do it well and be great at it. So um, I think that's how I kind of, from Skyla, I went from her cues. I just exposed her to a lot and let her, you know, after a while, figure it out. Now, there are certain things that I kind of feel like are life skills you need, like swimming. You need to know how to swim, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I, I, that, that's my opinion. Yeah, you need to know how to swim. Yeah. So <laughs> not saying you got to be competitive swimming. You know, you need to know how not to drown. And you go to somebody's pool. <laughs> <laughs> it is important. So, it I is, mean, things yeah. like that, you know. Um, so, she, she stayed in the swimming a little bit longer than she wanted to. But it came down to it where she's like, Mommy, okay, I don't want to swim anymore. Hmm. Well, you And know, I let her make, she made the choice. I said, well, you have to pick another sport. Right. I was about to say that. And like she picked tennis it sounds like it's not just and we a agree. matter of uh it's balance and we agree. yeah it sounds like it's not just i don't like this it's i like this more uh-huh yep. so you're yeah. you're not just sort of cutting one idea off you're saying this is the thing that feels better yes but if you don't expose them right they don't know it two three four they never done it that how do they're there's you know you have to let them do their their brains are developing still so you know, and that's what I did at a young age. I put her in there, here, go, go to this camp this week, try that. You know, so on purpose. I did that. On, I was an on purpose mom um, to expose her to those things so huh. she can figure it out. Well, Skyla, what's your least favorite thing that your mom, what kind of camp did your mom put you in? Hmm. Let's think. Like the first day they started saying you had to do something, you're like, oh, this is not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
really think there was anything that was specific like that. Like for art, I it's not my favorite thing to do, but I think it's good for me to at least try and do it instead of being like, um, I'm good. Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Art. Um, <laughs> I feel like I, it was very, I think it was great that my mom put me in so many different categories, or I wouldn't have known, like, about horseback riding or about archery or about art or anything. And even though we do stuff at school, there are some things that we can't do at school, such as, like, horseback riding. You might not be able to do that at school. And I think it's amazing that she put me in all those things. Sound like you've had some busy times. How do you, this is a, a sheer sort of logistics question. How do you manage the the time, the calendar? Like, uh, do you have any secrets or tips that you want to share with, with me as an adult? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely, it's hard. Um, and again, we go back to this I'm doing most of it. Yeah. Um, being that her dad lives an hour away, so he just can't be around to help out um, as much as we would like. So, and you definitely, I definitely have to keep everything in my phone. And I think um, too, one one a mistake, you know, sometimes we make as parents, we stop, especially single single moms. I'll put it that way. We stop taking care of ourselves. Right. And I made that mistake myself a couple of years ago. I was running from work. Skyla, make money, Skyla, you know, I had no life. It was, my, my life was working Skyla. Right. So, and I used to make time for me, at least for the gym and, or at least to cook healthy, but I started eating out more because it was quicker and I started not going to the gym just for the extra hour in a day. And it took me to, again, with um, start med meditation. I saw this motivational video about meditation. Um, I started this when I started on my journey to be a life skills coach. I had to, I can't take care of my child if I don't take care of myself. Right. So I had to, I made it, it was like, uh-uh, this, this hour, I'm going to work out. So I made a decision. I had to get back to, to the old me that was still great. And running around with my child, but I made that time, that hour, that two hours for me every day. And that's why I would recommend to moms, you know, don't lose yourself. And you definitely need to be organized. You need to put stuff on your phone. And, um, you know, if you're trying to balance all that. And every mom is different, too. So every mom, you know, what Skyla is, you know, trying to do with her life, other kids aren't trying to do. I mean, that's and that's totally okay. You know, somebody's going to be the doctor, somebody's going to be the lawyer, somebody's going to be the actor, somebody's going to be the equestrian, you know, and everybody's different. But finding a balance is important and scheduling is important and making time for yourself. I've learned after gaining some weight, <laughs> I had to go back <laughs> and get myself back. So, um, and, and, you know, get my energy back. Yeah. So that say, I can it's be energy yes, management, really. Yes. Yeah. Get my energy back so that I could be the best version of myself. Um, for my daughter. Hmm. Well, and what you can't see because this is a podcast is that we're sitting here looking at two very beautiful yeah. women. Oh, they both you. are thank very you. beautiful. And Skyla has some wonderful gesticulating that's going on that you can't see. I'm the same way. So between us, we look like, I don't know, air traffic controllers or something. We move our hands so much. <laughs> what I would love to know is, do you guys ever just like sort of kick back and get in sweatpants and eat Cheetos and watch TV? I mean, what do you do when you're just dead tired and you just got a veg? You want to start or me? 
you can start. Uh-huh. Well, Skylar and I, we have we made a I think a pack or agreement about was it four years ago maybe that we would visit a country every year together. Oh, cool. So tell me what countries you've been to, Skylar, with you, just you and your mommy. Yes, just <laughs> just um, me and my mom. Uh, we went to Belize, which was amazing, England and France. And this year we're actually going to um, Thailand, Malaysia, and Dubai. And yeah, and Dubai um, in eleven days separated. And I think that's going to be pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I definitely we work hard. We were busy. We we're trying, but we also, you know, I think it's her, it's great for her to be cultured and us to get away to. Just chill. Now, I, I must be honest, like uh, at the house a lot with those two dogs and just like we, <laughs> it may be, she probably get a break when she's with her dad. And I'm still cleaning the house at that point. So I don't know <laughs> if I get a break because my break is at the gym, right? <laughs> or at church. <laughs> so that's my time or meditation, which is, which is, what gives, which rejuvenates me. So I'm grateful for that. But um, if she gets a break, you know, so, um, and again, we do take this, this trip every year that we're going to do. As long as she still wants to hang with her mommy. Yeah. I will always want to hang with my mom. Uh, you heard it right Aww. here. Keep this clip forever. <laughs> I know. Break that Skyla, out do you years. meditate? Do you like use meditation, dude? Yes, Focus? I do do meditation. My mom got me into that. She said whenever I'm feeling like I'm doing too much right now, just sit down, take a two-minute meditation, and breathe. Just have a time to relax and Calm down for a little bit. God, do you know how many adults that will benefit if they only take your advice? That seems to be like the theme of the podcast is the tips that we need to bring back to being an adult that we learn from hanging out with gifted kids. Yeah. So, Skylet, what, you know, you're talented across so many areas and you're, you know, here a part of TIT because you have academic gifts too. So is there a subject that you really like in school, one or the other? Oh, yeah. What is it? There's science. Science. I absolutely love science. What do you love about science? Well, there are so many different things that you can do in science. Like, there's, you can see how things work, like in Alka-Seltzer and water, right? Mm-hmm. It'll bubble and fizz. Is that why you chose uh, Mountaineers, Malady, and E-Investigators? Yes. You got to be <laughs> kind of a doctor slash scientist. Right. What did you do in Academic Adventures? Was that science, too? Yes, it was science. Very cool. What are you doing in crisis this summer? Well, I am spending a week in at Meredith College and going to experience being around campus. And do you even know what, what subject you're taking? Or did Mommy just sign you up? <laughs> <laughs> what re- yeah, she wants to know what research team you're on. Yeah. I actually told her. I actually told you. Do you remember? Financial, ooh, ooh numbers. Oh. Yeah, fi- financial money is important. Money stuff. management, financial. Yeah. E- I think it's yeah. econ- financial economy or something like it's the fin- finances. Yeah, that's something we haven't really touched. Um, I put it in there on purpose. Get them on, on purpose, yeah. mom. I trust my mom with <laughs> all my things. She'll just be so like, that's some, something. Yeah, we I'll need to like, learn this. I think money management <laughs> is something too. I don't feel like they teach in school enough. Um, and when we get these Duke tip opportunities, um, to expose her to it, I take it. Yeah. I want to take oh, advantage. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah. There was a, something on the internet. It was like a meme I saw a few days ago that was a kid 
saying, I want to learn in, in high school. He's saying, I want to learn how to do taxes and like how to buy a house. And the, the teacher was just yelling back, learn about parabolas. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I, 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 I've said that as an adult so many times. If, someone, if I had just learned how to like buy a house, buy a car... Yeah, what the stock market really was—that it wasn't just a bunch of guys yelling at a screen, which is what I thought it was uh, for most of you know middle school and high school. So yeah, we're actually working on a financial education section to the college prep website awesome. we have because it's really important before you go to college to understand sort of the fundamentals of it, so you can make the right choices about financial aid. You don't want to graduate with so much student loan debt you can't go into the field you want to mm-hmm. go into. And when you're in college, you don't want to be somebody living on ramen noodles every night for yes. five months. <laughs> well, I would probably like it, but most people wouldn't. Um, you so just add it's the frozen true. veggies to it. And it's a full meal, Katie. Like, or beat know. up an egg. It's like egg oh, drop yeah, super in and it is pretty good that way. would like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also um, financial, um, I love Shark Tank. And going back to what my mom oh, said, cool. she takes those little hints and clues about what I what I like seeing or what I like watching on TV, even like Shark Tank Financial. She signed me up for this crisis program that was about financial. So she takes those little clues about me that she thinks I would enjoy. I well could done, see you Mom. on Shark Tank. You would be <laughs> really compelling. That's, that's what I tell her. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I you know, you'll have to remember when you get old enough to go to summer studies, they have entrepreneurship classes. You definitely will have to take one of those courses. Absolutely. And she does love Shark Tank. So. Yes. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you, Skylar. I think awesome. you're like a renaissance woman. Like there's so much going on. Um, one other question about learning new things. Um, so I was reading this article that said there was actually, it was on a, a website called, um, life hacker. That's about like finding new ways to sort of, you know, quote unquote, hack your life. And one of them was about make, how to make your weekend feel longer, which I think is such a, you know, you have those weekends where you come off and you just say, gosh, that, that went by so fast. And they said that, um, learning new skills or learning something new actually, requires your brain to sort of lay down memories, lay down the the groundwork of a new skill or new knowledge, and that that makes time feel like it's going more slowly Mm. versus if you do uh, the same routine, it feels like time is going more quickly. So um, not so much about time, but I wanted to ask you if you have a certain mindset that you take into learning all these new things. Like, So your mom's exposing you to all these things. How do you go into it when you're learning something brand new? So when I'm learning something brand new, I try and, like, when somebody says um, about when I go to this crisis program and financial, I like to run things back in my head. Like, if they say something, mm-hmm. I like to run it back in my head and be like, okay, that makes sense. That goes along with this something that I learned earlier in life. And I think I just take those tiny bits and kind of piece them together, kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. Do you ask questions? Are you a big question asker? Yes, I love asking questions. I have a strong belief that that's how that's how a lot of people can learn better if they just ask. They just put that hand in the air and ask mm-hmm. the question. And I love taking notes in class and science. I'll be with my erasable pen in there and just be like taking tiny notes in there, getting ready for college. <laughs> yeah. So do you? Are you a doodler? Do you draw things? Are you doing uh, like arrows? Or are you just taking straight notes? You do. I just take straight notes most of the time. I'm not a big doodler. Not much. Oh, yeah. You said yeah. you didn't like art. My bad. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm reviewing what I learned about you back in my head. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you're putting the puzzle pieces together. I am. Right? I am. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're teaching me. <laughs> well, Skylar, have you ever discovered the joys of doing something you're terrible at? 
like uh, like I cannot sing at all. So I go to pop up chorus because I, when I was little, they always said, don't really sing, just mouth the words. And I always felt like, you know, a total failure. But as an adult, I go and I pretend like I can sing. I sing really softly and I just say, I'm terrible at this. So I'm just going to have a good time. And I put down the judgment. Have you ever encountered anything you couldn't do? And you thought, oh, I'll do it anyway. This is fun. Art, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so in art class, I just did a self-portrait and I said, okay, I'm just going to copy my face. I'm just going to trace my face and do this. And I didn't worry about what other people would think of my self-portrait. I was just like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to have fun and do it. And I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best at this. And my mom always says her famous motto is um, do your best and forget the rest. Oh, oh we like that. I Please like describe that. the self-portrait that came out of that. What did it look like when you were done? Well, um, so my art teacher told me to shade, right? <laughs> when I sh So I shaded, right? And she brought it back to me. She wrote little notes on it and she said, shade under your eyes. And I purposely tried to not shade under my eyes because when I did it, I look like an old person. Oh, no. And so my portrait came out. I was like, and like, I didn't even look like I was smiling. Like, it was just like. Like you needed sleep. Right. God. Yes. It was just crazy. It was nothing like my actual picture. Oh, no. How much sleep do you get so that you bounce out of bed ready to take on the world? I try and get at least eight hours of sleep at night. I normally, like, when I wake up at 6 a.m. for school, I count, like, in my head. If I go to bed at 10 or 9 or whatever, I count, like, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Or, and I'm like, yes, eight hours of sleep. Um, For me, I probably... My wind down time, I think I probably have to wind down at least an hour, hour and a half. I can't just, when I, you know, so I probably, I may get about six, I'm six, seven, you know, on the, when she, on the weekend, I may get my eight, <laughs> you know, but I am up to you because I do get up a little bit before her and, um, you know, and I have my, I have my routine and now I have more energy from back work, working out. Right. So when I pop up, I'm good. But when I don't work out, when I don't eat right, it's yeah. a mess. So I've learned if I work out, I eat right, and meditation. Because what was more draining than me getting six hours of sleep is mental, you know, stress, mental, yeah, mental and, 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 and bad food and, you know, just, you know, feeling like you, you're not getting, you, you know, running in circles. So, Skyla, you mentioned school, and I think what I would love to know from both of you is, especially you, Mom, have you ever encountered a teacher that you had to advocate very strongly for Skyla's interests with? And what was the final thing that pushed you over the edge, and what did you do to get her to pay attention to what Skyla needed? Well, I definitely um, can say that I've had an overall great experience um, with Skyla's teachers overall. Um, I think she's had one maybe one or two, um, that because I am a very organized, I guess I try to be as a mom and very, I stay on top of her academics and I'm now Skylar getting older. I'm, I'm actually make sure she stays on top of it and I'm teaching her to have to balance it all. Again, it's balance even for herself. And, um, and that's how I kind of gauge if it's too much, but, um, with the teacher, my part as a parent, if Skylar has done her part, I, you know, if I feel like she's done her part, 
you know, if I see that maybe possibly there's a, you know, something wrong with it, you know, what's going on there with teaching, I would definitely, um, first I try sending an email with a question, you know, kind of question, you know, you know, I'm I have these concerns, you know, um, da, 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 you know, what's going on? Do you have any insight, you know, what I need to do? And when you, um, sometimes I, one time I got a response that, well, everyone did bad, you know, on this assignment. And uh, everyone did bad on that, that this assignment is not, you know, something that I, you know, kind of want to receive as a parent. Um, I'm only concerned, uh, my, my main concern, I won't say only, my main concern is what Skyla um, sh should have been doing, you know, or needs to do next time, I think. Um, or I just don't want, and if everyone did bad, why did everyone do bad? You know, I guess I guess you just want more information. Just don't leave it at that. Um, there's definitely, it, sh it showed that there was something going on there, um, which I was sensing that anyway. So I think as a parent, as long as you show your face, email, uh, let them know that you just don't, not that you're not ignoring your student's progress, I've noticed they, the teachers are more responsive in doing their part as well. You know, because a lot of, I mean, things can come up, but you do want to make sure your, your child is still compared. You know, pre-brand, excuse me. You want to, you know, your kids to be set up to succeed. Um, and if it's something that I need to do at home, I'm willing to do for my child. And um, so just let me know. So I think when I reached out to the teacher, she did, you know, I kind of got excuses rather than um, help. So I had to actually go out to the school. And once I went out to the school, I got help um, immediately. Uh, so, <laughs> well, Skylar, I can tell from you that you've had some awesome, amazing teachers. So, why don't you tell us about? Do you have a favorite teacher so far, and why she was your favorite teacher, or he was your favorite teacher? Yes, there's this one teacher, and she has big hair. Yes, <laughs> she is awesome, and she 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 always makes jokes about her big hair, and she she makes jokes, um, regular jokes, and <laughs> and she says. These are some awful jokes, but they're some jokes. And um, she is just always happy. And every time I see her, she just makes me smile. And uh, she'll, she is like, she'll hold the door for you. She'll do anything. She'll just make you feel like you're welcome in her classroom. And I think that was just an amazing teacher to have. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's such a, like, a good, heartwarming story. Everybody needs a teacher like that. Yeah. Oh. And you could, did you get that vibe too? Definitely. April? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So it's not just Skylar. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start wearing my hair big at Definitely. work. Definitely. <laughs> you know. Tip number one to Definitely. be liked. <laughs> well, I think that is a good wrap on our Tell Me More segment. You guys have you guys are so busy. Like, you're making me think that I need to add more stuff to my day. Oh, you're making me think I need to go to the gym more often. Yeah. <laughs> All right. um, so thanks for telling us more about yourselves and what you do. I think we should move on to our last segment, which is called Failure is Instructive. Okay. Failure is growth. Failure is learning. Failure is one option. In this segment, we remember that it's okay to fail. As the philosopher John Dewey wrote, failure is not mere failure, it is instructive. The person who really thinks learns quite as much from his failures as from his successes. 
Katie, what have you learned from your failure this month? Ooh, I had a I had a big failure. Uh-oh. And I'm considering it a big success. I had to order the t-shirts for the grand recognition ceremony. And I figured you always wonder, what sizes do you order? Because there's going to be almost 600 kids and their family members descending on you. And they want t-shirts to commemorate it. So I looked at what we had sold the year before. And we ordered the sizes based on the prior year. Well, as it turns out, for whatever reason, the people coming to this year's ceremony were a lot smaller than the ones that came to last year's <laughs> ceremony. So quickly we sold out of the children's sizes and the extra smalls. And I had to start telling, you know, family after family, I'm really sorry. All we have left are these larges or extra larges or XX larges. And I started to feel really bad about it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do better next year. So next year I'm going to remember that past performance is not always indicative of future results, as they say on Wall Street. And also that we have technology. So next year when we know who's coming to the grand recognition ceremony, I intend to use email to write and ask them what size they are mm-hmm. so we can make sure that we have enough t-shirts for everybody. Meanwhile, if you went to the GRC and you didn't get a shirt your size, if you go to uh, www.tipstore.online, you will be able to find some smaller t-shirts in about uh, uh, I'd say the middle of June or so. I think we also had a lot of uh, younger siblings this year, or at least I noticed mm-hmm. more younger siblings. So, you know, that's going to, you know, take up the, the size yeah. of people really were into this idea of everyone in the family getting a tip t-shirt, which is very cool. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about selling them as night shirts, you know, make, make lemonade out of lemons and pushing them as night shirts. Yeah. Take tip with you everywhere <laughs> at all times. Uh, April, Skylar, do you guys have any failures you want to share? Okay. Okay, so I have my dog, right, and her name is Phoebe, and she's the small, she's a shih tzu, and um, so I, I took her upstairs so um, she could sleep with me that night. Um, I put my glasses on the head of my bed. <laughs> That's what it was. Mm-hmm, the head of my bed. And um, that night, like, she moves around a lot, so she just curled up next to me, right? Curled up next to me. <laughs> I did all sweet and everything, and then... I wake up and I hear a. Oh no! I said, I said, where's Phoebe? And she was next to my bed. I said, what are you chewing on? I thought it was like one of my stuffed animals or something. And like they were small and green and blue. I said, Phoebe, give me those. And come to find out, my dog. Chewed on my glasses. Oh no! Midnight snack. So um, I I come to my mom's room. I start banging on her door. I say, "Mom, Phoebe chewed on my glasses." And she said, "Wait, what'd you say? Did Phoebe die?" I said, "No." <laughs> Phoebe chewed on my glasses and she opened the door and Phoebe was sitting next to me like hi I'm so sweet and 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 um I said mom and she said is Phoebe okay oh there she is okay what do you need I said I said look at my glasses she said okay as long as Phoebe didn't die we're okay I'll get you another pair and I was like what? <laughs> I was expecting her to be like, bad Phoebe, what is wrong with you? Didn't you eat this morning or something? But she was just like, okay, cool. Phoebe's not dead. We are totally okay. So I learned not to leave my glasses on the head of my bed. To leave them 
on my nightstand <laughs> high so she can't reach it but she's very smart because i had um so one time i had um i was watching her and um i had my stuffed animals like piled up next to my dresser she started climbing up the stuffed animals and tried to jump on my dresser to get my glasses i said mm-mm, phoebe mm-mm. nope i took the stuffed animals and put them in my closet mm-mm. i said no thank you you are not doing this again no <laughs> so i learned to put my glasses somewhere higher and not to put stuffed animals leading up to it. Gosh, Phoebe uh-huh. is like a gifted dog. Right, she's like... She's got too much smarts. Yes. Mm. I think she was teething. Yo, oh, Phoebe's young, okay. She liked the munchies. Yeah. Because yeah, she, she tore those glasses out. <laughs> they were destroyed. <laughs> um, and they're prescription glasses, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're prescription. So, yeah. Um, I would say uh, recently Skylar has an annual performance at North Carolina Theater Conservatory where she trains in dance. Um, she's been with the conservatory for five years, I believe. She takes ballet, tap, hip-hop, jazz, musical theater there. And this year, I waited too late. They have an annual performance on Mother's Day. I waited too late to order her costume. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was not going to be back before the show. So, um, and their theme was Broadway rocks. So they, you know, so they're supposed to wear black with um, silver. So you kind of keep in mind the um, rock band Kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So mommy had to get creative. <laughs> this first time I had to make Skyla's costume <laughs> myself. So I took some old, like some, her old, um, pants that she had. I was ripping them, cutting them, putting slits in them. Like I pulled up a picture of Kiss and I went to Michael's and got some studs and I had a hole puncher putting holes in her pants and put the studs in. So just a mistake in my time management because mommy was running. But I learned that mommy, her outfit came out rocking. Right? That's and it was it unique. Like it, it was, was home. great. I mean, it was homemade. She got amazing compliments. And it was unique. And and I actually, you know, I can probably make some more. Because it, it turned out, I mean, you could tell you look close, you know. Yeah. I'm get better each time. But... <laughs> Wow. But it turned out really good. That's awesome. I think we should dedicate this episode to all the mothers out there listening who've stayed up virtually overnight to finish their child's costumes for the school plays. You know who you are. Oh, my gosh. Or just Halloween costumes. Oh, yes. I have some memories oh, yes. of, like, my mother, um, I wanted, I don't, I think she wanted or I wanted, somebody, one of us wanted me to be a grape. Like a bunch of grapes, <laughs> and so I was uh, I was wearing purple, and then I had purple balloons all oh, over yeah. my outfit, oh, nice. and nice. it was it was very adorable. But then at the very last minute, I still like regret this to this day. I just was too embarrassed to wear it because it took up so much space. You really couldn't be around me because there were too many balloons, <laughs> too many grapes, and so I were too many like yeah, and so I was just too embarrassed. So I, we changed at the last minute, and then I don't know what it was. It was something more like not as memorable, obviously. So I glad that you are like, making the effort and then that Skyla appreciates it because that's the other thing that mothers will do all that work and then sometimes you know your kid will change your mind at the last minute um so failure is instructive so mine this month um is funny because I think we've talked about like the gym and taking care of oneself a yeah. lot and so my failure is actually it's actually a recovery from a failure that I've uh, some mistakes I've made in the past which is if I 
go to the gym and then take a little bit of time off, I try and go back at my same level and sort of like in my mind, that's what I want to do, even if it's two weeks or three weeks, but it doesn't really take long to sort of not be able to, to, to perform or lift weights at the same level. So this, this month I, for the first time, maybe in recent memory, maybe ever, I took a break and then went back to the gym and didn't just destroy myself and create an injury situation. So that's, it's, it's a little bit of a skew on failures instructive. So I didn't fail this month, but I finally learned from, a, from my past mistakes, which is that I, I really should go easy on myself. It's a marathon, not a race, and that you can still be active um, even if you've taken time off, but you don't have to push yourself really hard because that's, I think it's so easy to do that. You know, you hold yourself to a mental standard and sometimes you just need to ease back in and that's just as good or just as productive and you don't injure yourself so to the point where you can't do anything at all definitely um so that's just a mistake i've made before in the past happy to have learned <laughs> uh, well that brings us to the end of this episode of the duke tip podcast april and skyla thank you so much for being here thank you, you guys thank are, you. we enjoyed it you're great storytellers both of you in case you ever want to do your <laughs> own podcast i think i would listen to that you could record oh, it on you. the road in the trailer thank you so much for sharing your experience um thank you for having us absolutely everyone go see the secret garden uh, that is August 15th through 20th. the 20th. Yes. Um, and then look out in June, on June 17th for... Turn. Turn Washington Spies. All right. Um, to our <laughs> listeners out there, if you have an O, you know what I learned, um, you'd like to share or any failures instructives to send in, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to podcast at tip.duke.edu or leave us a voicemail at 919-668-9127. Visit tip.duke.edu to learn all about Duke Tips programs and how you can get involved. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. It helps us reach more listeners. Bye-bye.